Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome into the Bulls Report. My name is Patrick Seatman. And coming up on today's show, we have a loaded show for you guys. We're going to be talking about Zach Levine because apparently he wants to uh, team up with De'Aaron Fox and be a member of the Sacramento Kings. A little weird report, but we'll dive into that. And then also, if you guys watched the game last night, the Bulls took down the Philadelphia 76ers and that guy right there, Kobe White. He's been on a tear as of late, so we're going to be diving into his stats and just give some analysis from the game and just talk about the game as a whole at the second half of today's show. But guys, before we dive into the report around Zach Levine, we're closing in on 5,000 subscribers here on the channel. Do it for Andres Nocioni. We are only 50 subs away, so if you guys want to stay up to date on the latest Bulls trade rumors, news, whatever it may be, we will be your go-to YouTube channel. So help us out here. Make me look good for my bosses and hit that subscribe button. But this actually came from Sam Amick uh, from The Athletic as he reported that Zach Levine would be very amiable to a Sacramento move. And we heard the reports that came out um, from uh, a couple weeks ago from The Athletic as well. Um, the Lakers writer there is saying, you know, Levine and his camp, they really want to be in Los Angeles. And that's kind of what we've only heard from Levine's camp of where they want to go. But this was just another report now involving the Sacramento Kings. And listen, it makes uh, some sense basketball-wise. I mean, you would give De'Aaron Fox a secondary score next to him. But again, I don't really know if Levine is moving the needle for Sacramento. And I just think it would kind of be more of the same of what they already are. But I do want to get to this quote from Rich Paul. Um, I thought this was very interesting. This is actually when him and Sam Amick were talking. He said, because uh, he was just talking about all the reports about Levine going to the Lakers, and this is what he said. He says, it's not one team. I don't have a specific destination for Zach. I want what's best for Zach and his family. When you have a guy playing the game, you want him to, uh, you want him to be able to play the game happy, whether that's in Chicago or somewhere else. And it just gets me back to this point over and over again. The Bulls just need to get this trade done. You know, whether it is Sacramento, where I actually do think Levine, I think he would be happy there. They play an up and down pace. I think he would uh, thrive in Sacramento. I just don't know if he'd be too good for the Kings as a whole. I think they would rather just stick with Mitchell and Monk and kind of build those guys up instead of putting Levine there. I just think it would you know, take shots away from them and kind of stunt their development a little bit. But Bulls need to get this done because, hey, if you guys don't know, the Bulls are 6-3. and three without Zach Levine. They've been playing good ball, and their only losses um, without Levine are to the Bucks and the Heat uh, when he obviously Jimmy Butler hit that nasty step back uh, mid-range the game the Bulls the other night, and then also the Denver Nuggets, but they've beaten good teams like they beat the Heat, like they just beat the Sixers last night, and they've been playing really good basketball. Just overall, the offense looks a lot more fluid. There's a lot more movement, and DeMar DeRozan, he did drive me crazy last night, but I do like him initiating the offense a lot more than Levine and then have Kobe White kind of be that secondary option. And he's been absolutely flourishing without Zach Levine. I mean, these stats are ridiculous. These are all-star level numbers. And these aren't from five games. These aren't from uh, 10 games. These are the last 14 games for Kobe White. The dude's averaging 23.5 a game, 5.6 assists, 5.2 rebounds per game on 50% from the field and 49.6% from downtown. And that's on 9.2 three-pointer shot a game, and he's shooting nearly 50%. That's just absolutely incredible. He's been filling up the stat sheet. But overall, I think we've seen the growth of his game, which has been the most positive part about all this because we knew Kobe White, he can score the basketball. We knew that coming out of college. Like, he was going to be able to put the ball in the bucket pretty easily, but we always talked about this offseason, the other parts of the game, you know, the defensive side, just overall being a true point guard. And last night versus Sixers was a great example of that. 
he got the ball countless times. And it was just him and Nikola Vucevic running their pick and pop. And he either would attack the big Joel Embiid, get to the rim and have a nice finish, get to his mid-range shot where he, he obviously loves that sidestep jumper, or throw it back to Nikola Vucevic for the pick and pop. He was just an absolute wizard last night with the basketball and Kobe White, he's honestly just been a wizard over the last two weeks. He just looks more in control. He looks a lot more confident. He, obviously, when you're hitting shots, just naturally you are going to play more confident as a basketball player. That's what he's been doing, and he's looked like an all-star guard. And you know what? I think the Bulls, heading into the season, I didn't really feel like they had one young piece that they could you know, potentially build around and that uh, could really be you know, part of the future for the Bulls. But you know, with the way Kobe White's been playing, I, I really do think we have the point guard of the future here in Chicago and just want to kind of give him his flowers to start off today's show, but kicking it back to Levine. Would you trade Zach Levine? And I'm assuming a lot of people are going to type T for trade for this instead of P for pass, but I just want to get your guys' thoughts. Would you trade Levine? Would you trade him to the Kings for maybe a pick and a young uh, piece? Let me know your thoughts down in the comment section. Give me a T for trade or give me a P for pass. Coming up here in just a second, we're going to be diving into all the stats from the Sixers game and just overall giving my analysis because overall the Bulls, actually looked very, very good. Obviously, when you go on the road and beat Philly, who was actually a red-hot team, you're obviously going to play some good basketball. So we'll be diving into the stats and analysis here in a second. But guys, got to give a huge shout-out to today's sponsor. We've told you about them so much already, and I love them. It is Prize Picks. If you guys go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CL. NS. You're going to get a first deposit match up to $100. It's daily fantasy made easy. All you got to do is pick two or more players. You're going to choose more or less on some projected stat types. You guys can start seeing the cash roll in today. This is a lineup I'm rocking with tonight because uh, John Morant, he's playing basketball following his 25-game suspension. So they got a little deal going on. I'm going to take more than 20 and a half points for John Morant. And then we got Damian Lillard for the Milwaukee Bucks. I'm going to take more on 27 and a half points for him. Uh, so make sure you guys, if you guys want to ride with my picks or fade my picks, but make sure you guys do do it at PrizePicks. PrizePicks.com slash CLNS and use that code CLNS. I'll put that link for you guys in the comment section and description of today's show. Get hooked up today. It's a ton of fun. I love playing it. It makes the boring games even a little more entertaining. So go get hooked up with PrizePicks today. Let's dive into some stats and analysis from this Bulls. Big time win over the Philadelphia 76ers. And it started off the game when I just kept telling myself, I was just like, I actually don't think the Bulls are going to be able to hold the Sixers to under 130 points. Because in the first quarter, it was just Joel Embiid. Just he gets the ball. The Bulls are actually doing a good job of kind of building a wall, a little Giannis-style type of defense on him. But Embiid just got that smooth jumper where he gets the ball in his left hand. He can kind of hezzy and then pull it. And he kind of fades away just over the top of the defense. And he's got such a nice, nice touch when he shoots the ball, but the Bulls are able to lock in a little bit defensively. Caruso did a fantastic job on Tyrese Maxey throughout the whole night, just hounding him, being that kind of lock and trail position on these pick and rolls, and just overall his size was just, you know, causing problems, and he also was playing pretty good on the stat sheet as well. I mean, he had ended up with 10 points, um, had a couple of sweet drives to the basket. He had this little jelly finish on the left side. Uh, don't really see that too much from Caruso, but he looked great. He had 10 points last night, four rebounds, and for assists, but, you know, we can get to the DeMar DeRozan here. Um, listen, DeMar, he played great against the Bucs a couple nights ago. He had like 41-11. and 11. He's played good in spots, but especially at the end of that Heat game when the Bulls lost, and then obviously at the end of this game, like, I, I, it really bothers me that this narrative around DeMar where it's like, oh, he's the king of the fourth quarter. He's the guy we got to go to to close out these games. 
he does the same move every single time. Like, he just gets to his mid-range spot, kind of walks him down here, and then it's pump fake, pump fake, pump fake, and then he's just going to take a mid-range, either hope to get fouled or knocks it in. And he just has been shooting the mid-range well at all this season. I think he's still shooting around the mid-30s um, from that area of the basketball floor. So, listen, DeMar, I'm still in the camp of you need to move off him just because I want to see Kobe White, Io DeSumo, and those guys continue to develop. So, DeMar had another rough night last night. But, hey, DeMar can have a rough night, and the Bulls can still win ball games. Trade DeMar, trade Levine, and let's see what we got. But let's show some love to the big fellow real quick. Uh, a guy that myself, other Bulls media members, and Bulls fans have been extremely, extremely critical of this guy throughout his tenure in Chicago. Last night, he was fantastic. It drives me crazy when Nikola Vucevic takes these pick-and-pop threes because I just feel like he just doesn't really hit them at a high rate. But last night, he knocked in three of them, had a big-time three down the stretch of that game, whereas Kobe White coming off the pick-and-roll. Kobe White was able to get Embiid on him, get his lock-and-trail defender on him. Then he was able to throw it back to Nikola Vucevic, and he was able to knock it down. But he actually banged with Embiid pretty well. Even though Embiid did end up with 40, I felt like Vuce just didn't make it easy on him. He actually did a great job of not following Embiid because coming into that game, Embiid's last four games, I'm not making this up, he was shooting 98% from the free throw line, averaging 38 a game without playing in any of the last four quarters. He, he has been just absolutely dominant. And I was saying on the stream last night, when Embiid has that midi going and he's fully healthy, I think he's the most unstoppable offensive player we have in the NBA because you can't stop him from getting to the rim. He's just too big, too physical. And when he has that shot to kind of shoot over the top of the defense, you really just kind of sit back and say, like, what can we really do to this guy? But I thought Vooch did a really good job. Offensively, he was great as well. And just overall, we had great contributions from everybody last night. Really locked it in defensively. It was good just overall, you know, team defense, you know, obviously led by Caruso just being that menace on uh, Tyrese Maxey throughout the whole night. But Kobe White, he shined. Vooch shined as well. If I had to give my three stars, probably be Vooch, Caruso, and Kobe White. But with the Bulls, you know, they're 6-3 and three without Levine. Obviously, you know, they're fighting an uphill battle right now. Um, probably still say they probably got less than 5% chance to make the playoffs because, you know, start the season off so poorly like you did, it's going to be hard. But do you guys think, or can the Bulls, Make the playoffs this season. Give me a Y for yes or give me an M for no down in the comments section. I'm probably still typing my M for no's right now, but, hey, you move off Levine and move off DeRozan. Get some other cats in here. Maybe the Bulls could go on a little uh, go on a little team basketball run led by, uh, you know, obviously Kobe White. But let me know your thoughts down below. Thank you guys so much for watching today's show. Make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel. We're going to be going live on the channel tomorrow. Bulls, Lakers. Cannot wait for that ball game. So make sure you guys are subscribed. Tune in for that. We're going live about 15 minutes before tip-off. But thank you guys so much for watching. See you all next time. Go Bulls.